only yeah like toilet paper is our go-to i love getting my hair cut especially when there's a scalp massage involved but uh she would say your body is a temple and you need to take care of it we have a lot of a lot of flexibility yeah where he just ate garbage how long was that a year do this i can't do this without cassie and the kids enabling me to do this i find myself encouraging myself so i'm like no you can do this don't give up (laughs) we got lots to say (laughs) i love my husband so much and my son i've definitely had multiple drinks on multiple episodes loosen up it's a podcast we're here to have fun so enjoy yourself that was uh do you know 27 is my lucky number ah no i did not that's weird uh but <laughs> wow what are the chances that i'd pick that out of the clear blue sky i don't know it's uh it's my birthday so it's kind of cheating but you know i do i do the same thing my birthday is the ninth and whenever i was in school playing on teams i'd always try to get number nine right yeah for from a jersey sweet because it's got my f- meaning yeah it's a totally random number that i've given meaning to <laughs> um somewhat random like was it random that you were born on that day or was it like destiny well, it r- really depends on what mood my parents were in nine months before that Burp. i mean because it could have shout been out not, to charlie yeah what up dad thanks for doing it thanks for listening Uh, happy to be here sweet (laughs) all right moving right along from parental sex our parents yeah we got here somehow and it's not through you know i like how we talked about a random number and now it's sex divine what do they call that divine intervention i don't know whatever It was God's will. Yeah. yeah. Bismillah. Yeah. I just had a thought and then I, I realized I'm, I'm not. Yeah. It's too much All of right. a rabbit hole to go down today. So I'll save it for another time. <laughs> um, I feel like I was going through. I keep this list on my phone in the notes mm. section. And I really should start that. I unfortunately... Um, I really missed out on some hard-hitting topics over the holidays. All the news that's new and improved? Well, because we didn't particularly do, like, a Christmas episode, because we restarted filming, oh my god, recording in uh, in the new year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about these holiday things that I think are really important, so I'm, I'm gonna just ask that we revisit them real quick yeah let's do it and by revisit i mean visit for the first time <laughs> i was gonna do a uh, a moving back in time like a uh, flashback sort of sound effect oh because uh, we can't afford yeah yeah i was gonna do that but better okay that was like a it was a derivative kind of a kind of a thing Sweet. but uh yeah, the uh, now that we're it's not a flashback as it never was. Uh, there's no need for me to do that. <laughs> so what a Excellent. what a large waste of time that was. No, all good. Um, I, I like the uh, the creativity of the transitioning 
in the podcast. Maybe we'll see that in future. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. One of those buttons that makes a sound when you press it and everyone gets to hear it. Yeah, there's a name for that, and I can't even think what it is right now. Doesn't matter. Okay, so this is very this is very important. It's hard hitting stuff. Okay, brace yourselves. Anson sort of fell in love with Home Alone over the holidays. Nice. Um, I put on the first Home Alone because I had gotten him. They make there's like a picture book now that I got on Amazon and there's Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2 which in my opinion are the only ones that exist uh, it's true, sorry the rest to, are crap yeah, sorry to anybody who doesn't agree but like, Macaulay Culkin's not in them he's the centerpiece of, of the entire series so, anyways, turns out Anson really loves them we were reading the story to him like every single night um, but then upon watching the movie as an adult I'm like there's so many parts of the movie that are to me unrealistic and i have deemed them the shortfalls of home alone you mean like the whole fucking movies well yes i mean if you're really gonna break it down uh, that like that yes um there's just two points that I i would like to bring to everyone's attention um the amount of times that marv gets injured and how he gets injured he would be dead both of them 100%. For sure, for sure. Marv especially. Like, he got especially hit Marv. in the he head like with a brick. Concussions. <laughs> Those were three concussions in a row. Yeah. Like, that's death. A brick on the head from, like, a, a, one and, of those. And then that, like, 20-pound yeah. bag of flour. Yeah. That would have broke his fucking spine. Yeah. And he blows Mike up. Mike Tyson style. Doesn't he? He, he blows up at one point. He, um, Marv? Yeah. Which one's Marv? Marv's the tall one. Marv's right? the tall one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harry's the other one. Pe- Pesci? Marv, uh, Pesci, please? Joe, Joe Pesci. Yeah. yeah. What are you, some kind of hand model? Yeah. That's um, me doing Joe Pesci from the Snickers commercial. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, yeah. They would both be dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, just like the plain old fact that he's an eight-year-old-ish child, um... How did he figure all of this out? Like, this is, like, really beyond his mental capabilities. Unless he was a whiz kid, you know? Can you say no, that anymore, imp- whiz kid? Why? What's wrong with it? I don't know. Is that, like, offensive? I don't think so. Oh, okay. He's gifted. Uh, he's... Well, no, that could be misconstrued, too. Nice post. He's a... He... So, I think, like, given the time the film was set... Mm-hmm. Like, kids didn't have internet or anything like that, so mm-hmm. they're paying a lot more attention to things. Okay. I, I think I think they actually, like, learn more. Oh. Plus, I mean, he's a smart kid. I think that was part of the, the premise. It was, it was probably both. He's so smart. Like, like, all he had to do was call the cops. Mm-hmm. That was it. He's brave enough to take on two fully grown men, but the doorbell rings. And he hides under his parents' covers. But the police do come because the mom calls the police and they... Yeah, and he ran under the covers. He did, yeah. When the police showed up. So all he needed to do was... And then he calls the cops at the... He knows fucking 911. Mm-hmm. Because at the end, he gives the address and and it was all part of his plan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he's a whiz because he's, he's a an whiz. asshole. 
Yes. He's like, I, I could easily solve this problem with, with two minutes on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, you know what? <clears throat> I'm just going to fuck with these guys. Right. And Much more entertainment. Oh, yeah. It was definitely worth it. I'm glad he did that. Glad Otherwise, we'd never that. have Home Alone. Well, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yes. Uh, th- I mean, that's that's all I really needed to share on on that topic. I I felt compelled to talk yeah, about it I because I I watched it so many times over the holidays. Like I'm pretty sure I saw it fifteen movies. times each. Um, without exaggeration, it was a lot. Sometimes twice a day. Sometimes we'd watch the first and the second back to back. I was like relieved when he'd be asking for Frozen or Pets. I was like, yes, okay, let's watch that. Um, anyways, so if anybody wants to weigh in on other parts of Home Alone, which, as Colin noted, the whole movie pretty much, um, but what parts specifically, you know, really made you question the authenticity of this film or any parts of it whatsoever, please write to us. The information will be in the comment section. Thank you. Yeah, both great movies. What's uh, what's next on your list of holiday items? Oh, um, I was I, I had this list of like what to do for holiday activities, but I feel like it's a bit moot yeah. now. Um, but there were there were a few things, um, just like being a parent around Christmas. Do you find that it's like brought joy back to christmas yeah but like in a really exhausting way okay (laughs) oh and you guys yeah you had to have christmas at home this year yeah we were isolated for christmas but so that aside Mm -hmm. if we had a regular christmas we would have had christmas at my house Mm -hmm. gone to my parents for lunch Mm -hmm. and then gone to cassie's parents for supper okay so that's just like a long day already. That's it's a lot of people in one day. Yeah. And then you're you feel like the fucking UN Security Council leader every time you're trying to talk your kids into doing something that you want to do. Oh my god, yeah. And you need a fucking resolution just to get it done. <laughs> <clears throat> I miss the days when you could just hit your kids and it would be done with. <laughs> Pow! All right, oh okay. Just kidding, everyone. God, I don't hit my kids. Obviously. But yeah, it's just it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of work that goes into it, and real, realistically, the you know, the joy on your kid's face in the morning is pretty worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you really like we we get the the urge to spoil them every year, mm-hmm. like buy them more than they need and more than they even fucking like you, they can't even quantify what we've given them. Yes, no, exactly, uh, yeah. So you got to rein it in a bit, but yeah, I I think it brings the joy back. I always like christmas anyway mm-hmm. always enjoyed the, <clears throat> the festive the festive nature around it uh kids definitely help but it also is is exhausting because now you got to do a bunch of activities and you can't just i'm a homebody in the winter i want to come home sit on the couch watch a movie maybe go build a snowman or something but like yeah. i don't want to go sledding with kids because you know what sledding with kids is it looks an awful lot like dragging your kids up the hill it does yeah, we uh, we've been experiencing that here. There's a bit of a, a slope uh, on the side of, of the house here, and um, we've turned it into our snow hill. Um, and yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Although Anson hasn't quite figured out how to like hold on, so he usually <coughs> slides off the slide, and then 
he'll walk back up himself, but it's it's me pulling the slide up and down the hill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes with him, sometimes not. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, I actually went down on the slide a few times, and I felt like a kid again, for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. This, it, um, it was, like, surprising. You weren't uh, expecting... To, to feel so much joy yeah. from like sliding oh, wow. down the hill. <laughs> I forgot so all dumb. of my adult problems. <laughs> and then your feet touch the ground, you're like, they're back. Oh, reality sets in. And yeah. then Anson's yelling, oh my God, the first time I took him out there, I was like, I had this, I do this to myself a lot. I like envision in my head what I hope a joy and positive experience this will be for all of us and i think part of it is to just get myself in a positive mindset going into the activity just being like this can be so fun you guys and i have a toddler and toddlers tend to do this thing where they pull tantrums and have emotional meltdowns at the drop of a hat when you least expect it it's a very very terrifying because it's like emotional warfare sometimes uh so on this particular day um that's exactly what i experienced he decided that um we were uh i didn't bring the slide up the way he wanted um I don't even know how else to explain it. He was like, no, carry it up from the side handle, not the string or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm already at the top of the hill. And he was like, no. And then he threw himself on the ground and then he was so mad. And then we have this sled that you guys gifted us, uh, the, the wooden one um, right. that he really likes. And he was like, I'm going to pull this myself. And then he went for a walk around the house, which is quite a challenge because the snow is like up to his waist. Nice. Um, so he was like trying to trudge through the snow and then he got stuck. And then that just fueled the fire. Um, yeah, that was an interesting day. And I just, I had this moment and I just walked away. I feel like I don't do this very much. I usually try and like, how are you feeling? It's okay to be sad. I try and like therapy him through the <laughs> yeah. the emotional meltdown. Well, give them a better relationship with their emotions. Yes, yeah. that's the intention. Yeah, um, doesn't always work that way. It seems, but no. anyways. And then I on this particular day, I just felt like. I'm not prepared to deal with this in a patient way, so I just walked away. Um, and I just parked myself on the snowbank and I sat there for a few minutes. And then as I was thinking, hmm, I'll go check on Anson and see how he's doing. He's probably still crying. He came around the corner <laughs> and he was still like all teary eyed and whatever. And he was like, mom, can I have a hug? And I was like, oh my God, that just like melted my heart you fool yeah. anyway and uh, I was like yes you can have a hug obviously and then all was better in Anson's world I was like that was a that was a trip that was a trip well I mean kids kids have a, a challenging time navigating their emotions and 
And it sounds like he was tired and frustrated. And, <laughs> and totally. the thing I hate when they're like that is like, especially if they're their uh, pronunciation, I guess, isn't the greatest. Like, mm-hmm. we have this problem with Olivia. Okay. Where she's upset and she's screaming and crying. And you're trying desperately to hear what she's saying. What so when, she, you're, yeah. when you're talking about pulling the slide up the hill, like, when they're not calm about it, it's hurty. Sometimes hard, depending on the uh, the dialect they're using. Yeah, yeah. But then it just makes it yeah. worse. Next, and yeah, I'm like, I, I like, what are you saying? And then they're just like, no, no, no. Somebody understand I, me. I've done two things. One is, uh, is uh, yeah, I don't think it would work outside as much. Um, but, like, if William's in the living room losing it on something, yeah, I'll pick him up and I'll walk him into another room. Yeah. And then I'll talk to him about what's going on. And Changes it just the him. scene. Yeah. The other Smart. one, and we do this more often, because <clears throat> generally they're just being, they're temper tantruming now. They're not, it's not necessarily an actual emotional response. It's yeah. just them being emotional yeah and uh i just put them in the room we don't get mad at them or anything like that we just say hey you, if you, it's okay to cry if you want to cry you can cry in here and when you're done you can come on out mm-hmm. just like, take a break yeah 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 but get the fuck out of the living room people are trying to <laughs> like play games or watch tv or yeah talk to each other like yeah you're ruining it yeah <laughs> yeah kids kids are tricky and i mean i'm 33 years old i barely control my own emotions so i don't blame yeah. it too much but no i feel that way a lot too i feel like emotions are are definitely uh, i think the the negative response that i have if and when i have them it's my own emotions you know what i mean and i yeah. i identify that because i'm an adult and i can somewhat regulate them uh at least better i hope than my three-year-old and so yeah that kind of uh feeds fuels my fire in a way sometimes and it's like getting over that to then help them i think is is the big that's the huge challenge yeah yeah but that's why i like walking away because it means you don't you don't become emotionally committed to it and nine times out of ten i feel like at this age and i have no background in this so i have no idea what i'm talking about okay um just full disclosure uh, but I feel like most of the time their emotions are just a frustrated response and not legitimate emotions. Okay. So just walking away and letting them just realize that that behavior isn't going to get them the response mm-hmm. that they want. Mm-hmm. So they stop doing it. Now, <clears throat> whether they stop doing it or not, I don't think is a part of the equation because at this age they're going to keep doing it all the time. They haven't mm-hmm. figured out. They, they know it's not going to work. They still do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just annoying them and then i leave so i don't get because they will drag me down and they will beat me physically and mentally like and mentally, if yes. i if i get emotionally invested into it in in the wrong direction i see yeah it, it just creates a bad atmosphere for the whole house and then i get pissed off it's a it's a negative uh loop yeah yeah and i find that's like pretty applicable to any relationship you have uh which part? If you become emotionally invested in in, in, oh. in an adult, yes, yeah, point of view, it'd be more like uh, if you're having a discussion or a conversation, it becomes he- heated and mm-hmm. and emotional instead of inquisitive and 
non-judgmental yeah conversational or yeah yeah yeah. yeah, open to feedback and and i mean i i've i've instigated a number of conversations that did not go well okay and knowing i should have just backed off i see but i never did there is something in my throat and it is killing me would you like to uh procure a beverage to (laughs) wash down no I've got some of my grandfather's old medicine here. It's oh, okay. Irish whiskey. Okay. It's not doing the trick. Feeling the fire. Maybe. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe I have to have a few more, you know. Yeah. Maybe the dose isn't high enough. Yeah. Have a little dose. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, emotions with kids. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, so, back to... Like being active outdoors in the winter, were Oof. were you not into like snowboarding or skiing at any point in time, or are you just oh, like yeah. over that now? We used to go snowboarding all the time. Yeah. And now the thought of spending an entire day outside is pretty exhausting to me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you're like, tired just <clears throat> thinking about it. Yeah. Oh. I, and I imagine that if I went to say Calabogie or Mont Marie or somewhere. Yeah. And I spent the day out there. It would actually be a lot of fun um, because, you know, wind in your hair, looking good, feeling good, that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. It would just probably be invigorating that way. Okay. But I have to get there to figure that out. And right now I'm just not willing to do that. It's a lot of steps. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want, for some reason, the last two years I've been like a really cold person. Okay. I just get colder much easier these days i don't know why i don't know if it's because i'm not exercising it's enough age you're old <laughs> just kidding it's the worst so 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 the idea of going outside to, to have fun is just ugh. irksome i don't want to i don't want to i there's no part of me right now that wants to it's we're so gonna go to uh, the ice skating trail tomorrow <clears throat> and i think it's gonna be a lot of fun but like there's so many factors that go into me assessing whether I'm going to have fun outside in the winter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First among them is getting kids ready, because that's like dressing a cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. And then they're going to pee, and they're going to be hungry, and they'll have a blast, but... There's a lot of preparation that goes into... Yeah. yeah. And then, like, the I'm just so tired from work and life that the idea of going on an hour and a half drive to be physically active all day mm-hmm. oh i just want to curl up and watch a movie or play games or just day drink it's just whatever i want to take the <laughs> easiest option i want to do the so, lounging portion of this activity oh, yeah. yeah the après so ski yeah i'm gonna just get faced in the lodge i'm not actually gonna go snowboard. <laughs> i'll bring it and then when i get there I'm like you know what i'm not feeling very good i think i might just have a ginger ale and then you come check in on me at lunch, and I am fucking hammered. Or, you, or you, you get all suited up or whatever, and then you park your ski snowboard apparatus outside, and then you just head to the lodge, and then you, yeah. you're dressed for it. It's all good. Don't even have to buy a ski pass. When it's um, mild out, like we've gone, I want to say it was March, and uh, with Tony and Ashley obviously long before any of us had kids and Ashley 
was like, I, I don't ski or snowboard, but I'd love to just drink on the patio by myself. And you guys can come join me when you're all done. And I was like, that's perfect. So like one by one, as, as we got tired, we went and joined Ashley for drinks and she was just like so happy. She's like, I'm sitting out in the sun. It's like five degrees. It's, uh, it, it was like the perfect day to be honest. Um, I don't know. I could definitely, I could definitely see enjoying that. Yeah. People watching and watching people eat shit on the Yeah, hill. yeah. She's like, I got a perfect view of this black diamond over here. It's been very interesting. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I always start like a little bed while I watch this guy. Speed bobble, done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, just uh, enjoying the time, which I feel like I appreciate more. Now that I have kids, I feel like when I have time away, it's like optimizing. Like I, I went yeah. and did groceries yesterday. I hadn't left the house in a week for no yeah, reason. They're just It just happened that way, yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I hit this wall every year around this time and I feel like uh, I don't. I'm hermiting. I don't know what else to yeah. call it. Like, I've just, like, I want winter to be over, and I'm doing my best to, like, get outside every day with the kids. And But I hadn't left, like, the property here. And I hate, sorry, I feel like that's, like, an <laughs> annoying term. But, like, I had not left this address mm, in a yes. week. And uh, <laughs> it's, it was too long. It's too long. Um, so, yeah. I went out did groceries and then we dropped some things off to um evan and cassie's place because they're locked down for uh covid reasons and they're, uh, <clears throat> they got covid yeah they did we saw them last weekend and we and then they tested positive the next day and we were all like uh what and cheryl's been negative ever since if any of us have it, it's asymptomatic, uh, but they've been sick. And so anyways, I dropped stuff off to them because they haven't been able to go anywhere to get groceries or whatever. Right. And, uh, yeah, I stopped by our house. I dropped off backsplash tile, the exciting things of, of adult life. And, uh, and then I went back to my little babies. Just, uh, but it's almost like, that and this is probably not uh necessary like mm. to say <clears throat> but you get the time off and i always feel like paralyzed like what do i do to enjoy this time the most right and it goes by you know, so fast you're like ah i i'm so stressed out with the decision making <laughs> process yeah that the best option for me in that time is just to have a nap right yes yeah you're and like then, i and will then you rest kind of just wasted it yeah it's interesting because you're like oh i'm gonna optimize this time and i i do the exact same thing i'm like i overload myself with so many things to do that i start doing like five things and i don't complete any of them and then i feel more <laughs> overwhelmed because i never had time to finish them and now i have a bunch of unfinished tasks to do yeah just keep putting it kicking the can down the road yeah like it just I don't know. It's not the best move, you know? Mm hmm So anyways, I, yeah. uh... Parenting. Yeah. 
I don't know. So, sorry, you said you're going skating and uh, it's it's that uh, trail through the forest type of thing. Is that right? Yeah, the, uh, it's the Laurentian Valley, whatever, I don't know, ski trail. Cool. It, yeah, it's uh, it, it looks pretty good. It's pretty wide. It, I think they took an old cross-country ski path or whatever that wasn't, like, a club got shut down or something. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I'm not quite sure the details. Yeah. Um, Those are super, yeah. I don't want to say super popular, but, like, there's a few of them popping up every winter. People kind of carve them out. In, in different wooded areas and yeah yeah it's very in demand well you'll have to let us know how it goes I think it'll be good uh, and this will be I think William's second time skating but Olivia's first okay do you have those little so, like cheap bars or whatever I think they're called bobs or something like that okay okay bobs bob skates or I can't remember but yeah it should be fun Sweet. it should be good Hopefully it's not too... Like, today was pretty mild out. It was only, like, minus 13 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, if it keeps up that way, then tomorrow will be a, an enjoyable day for everyone, which is really all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to go and everybody be miserable because of the cold or whatever. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, do you... Were you trying to build a snow fort? Is that... Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, so I got a, uh, I got the snowblower out and the shovel. Okay. And I just made a big honking pile of, of snow in the backyard, and I'm going to let it settle a bit because the snow was really dry. Yeah. That uh, crystalline kind of texture to it. Okay. And uh, what I'll do is once it's settled and it's warmed up and it's it's got a bit more wetness in it, a bit more moisture back into it, I'll uh, just dig out a cave Sweet. from inside this giant pile of snow sweet and then i'll take a little a candle or like a little camping stove or something in there just to heat it up and then and then it's it kind of creates more moisture on the inside mm-hmm. it makes it very warm and then at night when we're not in there it freezes so it creates kind of like a shell right to stop cave-ins from happening mm-hmm. it'll it'll help uh solidify the structure yeah so structural I'm really integrity Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully it'll it'll work out well and the kids will like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I don't know. At this time of year I also as much as like I'm trying to get out and enjoy the outdoors, um I also look forward to gardening and like the outdoor portion of spring that's coming. And I noticed uh the the local stores because I was out and about yesterday um they're already like selling uh, seeds and whatnot so people can get can get planting and I got very excited because I guess according to the groundhog there's like six what six weeks left of winter oh I, I always forget how that stuff works does yeah. that mean he saw his shadow it? I think yeah 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 so he did. So there's six weeks left of winter instead of, I don't know, eight, ten, twelve. I don't know what it is. Winter's forever. Oh. It's long. It's long. But, like, I don't know. Has this winter been really bad? We've had a few bad no, days. It's been a good winter. But 
it's still the idea though that it's cold. I don't want to go outside. That's what it all boils down to for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I feel that. I feel that. It's true. Um, but yeah, you guys usually do like a garden and whatnot. Are you ever involved in that? Or are you just like no care? I actually like really like gardening. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't do it. Oh, okay. I I I, I just yeah. I'm really bad at like doing the things after the garden's planted mm-hmm. like making the sure water and yep. the weeding and the, yep. the pruning and all that kind of stuff i see but yeah we we had a vegetable garden last year that was actually pr- like cassie did a great job um, that thing was wild you guys had so much produce and i would like to just have like a bigger garden and offset planting like a couple weeks in between the same thing so you have a right. persistent supply of it and, and more things but like we had we had all kinds of peppers going carrots and all kinds of stuff. It was good. Sweet. Yeah. But I, I actually do care. I just, I wasn't involved in this, in this last one, and i not not super duper involved. Cassie does most of this while I'm at work. Mm. She does enjoy it a lot. She's quite good mm-hmm. at it, so. She really is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her parents have a very prosperous garden, so I'm assuming that she learned a thing or two. I feel like, yeah, she's, uh, she knows what she's talking about, and Joe and and uh, Margaret had a pretty good one too. I bet. Natural farmers. Is that Maybe a thing? She's made for it. Maybe it's oh, Maybelline. <laughs> Sorry. The green thumb. That's what I was. Yes. About. Yes. Referring to. Yeah. No. For sure. Hey. Uh, speaking of outdoor sports. Yeah, dude. Are you aware that the Olympics are going on? Oh, yes. I, I heard we're doing a, uh, what are they calling it? A silent boycott or something boycott of of it. I don't know. Are we? Who's, who's po- we? No, po- sorry. Political boycott, I think, is what they're calling it. So they're not sending any, like, political representatives or anything to the Olympics. Uh, they're just sending the athletes. There's no, like... Fanfare or whatever going on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, not that there can be because it's COVID, so there's, like, not even fans in the stands, which is silly because they build these stadiums specifically for the games, and it's, like... Yeah. They probably started building it before COVID was even a thing. 100%, yeah. Yeah, and now... Anyways. Apparently, the snow at the Olympics at these games in Beijing is 100% man-made. That's what uh, Cassie was telling me last night. We uh, flicked it on and we were watching the moguls for a little bit. And yeah. she said the the snow was all synthetic. Yeah. And it was very, very hard. Okay. So when these people are wiping out, like, it's hurting, I guess. Because mm, it's, like, heavily packed or whatever. I suppose. Well, with it being mild, it would be doing that same thing you described in the igloo, right? Like, it probably melts and then at night it's it solidifies more and then freezes and yeah yeah yeah. so it's probably like ice moguls yikes it'll be interesting to see we haven't watched a ton but like it's been we've had it on um but we've actually been watching the scotties yeah instead have you yeah no i i didn't even realize it was on oh it's on i think it today might be the last day maybe um yeah it's interesting because it overlaps with the olympics and uh 
like Homan's team is in Beijing, but then there's also a Homan team playing the Scotties, but obviously she's not on okay. there. She's not there. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting <laughs> to see she's uh she's playing in the Olympics uh doubles. With uh, John Morris, eh? Yeah, and then it's Jenny Jones's team is playing for women's, and then um, Gushu is Brad Gushu, the, yeah. yeah, Gushu's teams, the um, men's, and I have not been so interested in a sport period, I think ever. <laughs> and I really enjoy watching curling, and I feel like it's because of you guys. Like, you introduced us to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was, like, exposure therapy or whatever, but I uh, it, I truly enjoy watching it. It's, like... Such a good sport. It's man. easy to watch. It's easy to learn. I feel like, you know, maybe I'll try it someday kind of thing. Like, it, it feels attainable yeah. in a way, but... Um, it's definitely doable. Yeah, and I, I, anyways, it just, even if I never try it, I feel like I still enjoy watching it. And, like, I don't know, the the people who play are not huge celebrities. Like, I, I you know, if I were to compare it to, say, an NHL um, team, you know, there's all kinds of all-stars and stuff, and, like, I don't even know the hockey players anymore i feel like because there's there's uh curling is not a professional sport it's not no what is it it's uh it's it's a completely amateur sport when you watch curling okay like generally especially when they introduce the players like uh it they tell you what they do for a living oh okay teachers some of them sell insurance some of them are realtors whatever like but that i think i don't know that's what makes it yeah and that's why i like it yeah they they aren't they're 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 celebrities within that world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're not, like you say, like, like full time professional like career players. curlers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, I didn't realize that was everyone. I felt like it certainly is probably a lot of people, but not all. Of now them. I wouldn't be surprised if there's enough because the winnings in curling aren't that great either compared to other sports. Right. Okay. Like, like the team might win couple hundred thousand maybe mm. and then when you consider say yeah when you consider golf yeah um and Huge. then I, but i think they have sponsorships and, and that kind of thing like like team homan was in pinties or pinties commercials for a long time that's right and i yeah. don't know if it's because they had like if curling canada had a deal for broadcasting whatever and the teams had to do it okay maybe and not get paid but, yeah um and i'm sure they all some of them have sponsors to help allowed them to curl more because mm-hmm. some of them are full-time curlers okay like i'm assuming the the teams that made it to team canada for the olympics would be doing it a lot more regularly if not full-time then i don't know like yeah and it gets uh, Manitoba. There's, there's a, bit of, a bit of drama with it too because okay like you have to live in the place that you're curling for provincially. Okay. And so people like have houses in one spot but live in another. Blah blah blah. Oh, uh, interesting. But generally, like the way it's supposed to work is so. Uh, Brad Gushu and Jennifer Jones are yeah. representing male and female curling for all of Canada. Yeah, yeah. Um, but each 
like for the trials, like it's based off tournament points and the, all this kind of stuff. But you're essentially a a, a club team right. until you until you win the provincial playdowns and then you get to go to nationals. It's like every other high school tournament you've ever thought of, or okay. just moving your way up. Just at a much larger scale. Well, larger, yes and no. It depends on where you're from. Like the the talent pool in PEI is much much smaller than say Fair. Ontario. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or even Quebec, but I mean Quebec. They they did pretty good last year, I think. Quebec. Um, but they're not generally like like Newfoundland. Ontario, uh, Manitoba, mm-hmm. Northern Ontario. We've mm-hmm. got two teams in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, these teams are usually top of the top of the heap. Saskatchewan. It's weird. There's East Coast, not so much, except for Newfoundland, because mm-hmm. Brad Gushu's got a great team and he's been winning for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and towards the East Coast or the the West Coast as well, but Ontario West is pretty much it. Yeah, it's, which is I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but I, I like that it's very, it's down to earth, I think, you know? It feels more accessible, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, there, there is some of the glitz and glam, but you go to any curling club in, in small town Canada, and you're going to find the shittiest brooms and the shittiest sliders, and right. people are still using them. Yeah, and having lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's It's fair. a great, great pastime. That's fair, that's fair, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I just, like, thought about, I, I went off on a thought tangent in my own head for a second there, and, uh, I'm back, <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, we had a listener comment. Oh, did speak. you? Yes. Um, Cassie shared with us a thought that she had. She said she mentioned something, yeah. She did. Um... So, you know how everybody goes to the Quidditch Cup? Yes. I know where this is going. Except Mrs. Weasley. Yeah. And Cassie said, you know, she didn't understand why. Why isn't Mrs. Weasley going? You know what I mean? She's getting everybody ready, blah, blah, blah. And now, as a parent herself, Cassie fully and completely understands why Mrs. Weasley did not attend the Cup the games because um yeah because she finally had a house to herself without 800 kids and her husband and all kinds of shit happening and uh she was probably able to just like do her you know Mm -hmm. which was probably clean she probably just cleaned the whole house while no one was there. She wa- walked down her to-do list and felt so accomplished. No, she and used yet- her magic to do all of this, obviously. It's true. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Put all her I'd shit I'd be like Fred and George Weasley, though. I would never do anything productive with my magic. I would just be wasting people's time. Oh, well. Yeah. That, that has its uh, place as well. So. I suppose. Yeah. But I feel like... You know, I second what she said. I feel like I definitely understand. For sure. The, like, it would be more enjoyable to stay home and accomplish your own goals, even if that is taking a nap, (laughs) Um, than, you know, go to a busy game, 
where there's just tons of people and commotion and blah 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 um just ship him off with the with the dads <laughs> team rad dad you know yeah um yeah there i speaking of fan theories okay um i i stumbled across this one a while ago oh and i, I can't remember if i sent it to you on tiktok or not but to to go through that chat conversation is is too long um <laughs> Yes. Too many videos. Um, There's a Peter Pan fan theory. Oh, yes. So I, I remember this one. It was... Imagine Peter Pan told by a different perspective. And they were saying that Captain Hook... Okay. Back up. Peter Pan is the bad guy because he goes... He leaves Neverland and steals kids to bring them to Neverland to force them to be kids forever. Yeah. And this is like the alternative theory. And Captain Hook is actually the good guy because he was one of the people who Peter Pan exiled and therefore turned into an adult because he didn't have the Neverland magic or whatever, the fairy dust, I guess. Uh, to stay young forever and was banished and then all the pirates and people uh, followers of, of Captain Hook um, are other adults that he has rescued over the years from rejection from Neverland and I just thought that was an interesting theory. I don't know if I'm really describing it well. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It, they basically all center around on Peter Pan being a killer. Mm-hmm. And when you get too old, <coughs> you you die mm-hmm. because Peter Pan kills you. So the Lost Boys are either not old enough to be killed yet or they're, they're angels in heaven or they're ghosts or whatever, depending on the fan theory. Right. Uh, but this one is, they, they all come back to Captain Hook as the leader of the group, of a group of teenagers slash adults who managed to escape from Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the things that makes this plausible is, or, or, yeah, plausible, is that Hook never actually goes after the kids. He only right. ever goes after Peter Pan and the, the, the pixies or the fairies. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're uh, the bad guys. One thing... Da, 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 the haunting realization that the Lost Boys have forgotten who they once were, and slowly, John and Michael, who went with Wendy, were beginning to feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So Peter Pan's a kidnapper. He snatches them from their homes. When they go to Neverland, Peter Pan begins to slowly drain the children's youthful spirits, which is their memories of their past, to the point that they become mindless children who follow him without question. Mm-hmm. Once they've outlived their purpose, he discards them and finds more children to prey on. Oof. Yikes. Yeah, like... It's a dark theory, but it's it's plausible. It's super-duper plausible, and who knows, because it was... When was Peter Pan written? Like, in the 40s? Yeah, I feel like we watched it recently. It's one of Cheryl's favorites, and... Um, 1953. Yeah. So we were watching it recently, and, and it, like, surprised me that... 
like when you sent me that video, I, was, I, I literally have never questioned it, you know, this mm -hmm. guy who doesn't want to grow old. I mean, as an adult, you look at it and you're like, oh, that's so childish, but that's the point, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then this other sort of narrative uh, turn, like, I don't know. It was just like, wow, that's grim, but also could, could be another depiction of, of the story, right? Like... Um, Brothers Grimm is the yeah. source of a lot of the Disney movies. Sorry like for people who relevant. don't know this. Um, and those stories are ugly. Like, Cinderella doesn't lose her slipper. They end up chopping off her foot or something. It's very, it's very ugly. Um, so the, the stepsisters whose feet don't fit in the shoes? Yes. One of them cuts her toes off. Okay. The other one cuts her heel off. Her heel. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, super messed up. Um, yeah, and they're they're all pretty much like that. There's Cinderella. There's um, uh, shoot, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, yeah, a lot of like the princess ones. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. That Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs gives me, like, real creepy vibes, you know? Oh, yeah. It, the whole... Yeah, it's fucking... Yeah. She no, lives no, with no, like seven dwarf men who take care of her. Like, what is that all about? I'm sorry, Jenna. Was that a microaggression against microaggression. men and, and dwarves? <laughs> no. Uh, we don't tolerate that here on the We Made a Podcast. We Zero, zero tolerance. <laughs> hey, this could uh, come back in years from now uh, and, and haunt us, so we want to make sure we're saying the right things. No, um, by that point, uh, Joe Rogan will have placed a path for us. Yes. Oh, my God. And, like, the amount of people who are in support of him and the amount of people who are against him and, like, they're, they're unearthing all these things that he said in the past and, like, He's the first person to talk about if I'm doing it wrong, like, please tell me so yeah, that I can exactly. do it right. And I feel like, why are you going after the one person who's interested in having conversations with people and who's not, like, he didn't start any of this with the interest of, like, any particular opinion. Yeah, you there's know? no agenda. It's yeah. completely unadulterated. He's just... He's just interested in giving people an opportunity to share their thoughts. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that the internet's coming for him now because it's like, oh, let's let's literally cancel everybody. Like, there's so many people before him that I think deserve to be canceled. Oh yeah. But apparently, it's him because people are angry at white dudes who are bald. Like, if if you look across the internet, it's like there's literally so much blame placed on white men who are bald. And I'm like, what is this? They didn't ask for their hair to fall out. Like, what do you... What? I don't know. I'm <laughs> sure it's so more weird. than that. But I've seen so yeah, many I... videos. They're like, balding white men's <laughs> opinions, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... I don't... Oh, I think they're just talking about the fact that they're old. Maybe. As in, they're, they're from a time where... Perhaps, perhaps. But, like, like I don't think Joe they were Rogan's specifically time, like, talking about, yeah. like... I guess there's a lot of them who have podcasts or who like go on to podcasts and I'm like 
I just you know what it's interesting what I, happened uh, to the the freedom of speech thing like that was the whole point of having podcasts was freedom of speech and now I don't even think that exists oh it certainly doesn't yeah it, it's it's impossible to have a conversation mm-hmm. without offending anyone mm-hmm um, offending someone is their choice, not yours. You don't. I, I, I say this. I say this intentionally, and, and not without the realization that you can say offensive things. Mm-hmm. Like I can utter just the the most obscene expletives in the world right now, and that would be offensive language. Mm-hmm. Whether you are offended by it or not is a separate thing. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking about offensive, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but I mean, what's a what's a world where you can't say anything without the fear of hurting someone's sensitivities? Yeah. And I mean, there's there's a, a wide range of ways you can do that, and I'd say for most of it, it's just be an adult and get over the things that bother you. Uh, but there's other areas of or know, hear them out. Like you don't have to yeah. agree with them, but like no, and, and it's the like we, we have we, to we, allow them to happen or to be talked about in some safe. You know, we talk about safe space. Like there is well, the problem is, are is we trying to create culture of no safe space? Yeah, because safe space is it's safe is, if is, I deem it to be safe, and it's like that's not the point yeah. though. It's 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 unchallenging. It's uh, the, it's the opposite of growth. It's decay. Mm-hmm. You can't possibly become a better person or a better society. Decay uh, without without at least sharing thought. And the problem too is is that you can't you cannot ask a question. You can't make a statement about anything that's controversial mm. or. Or, or anything like that without being labeled as the owner of that thought yeah that that statement yeah. oh you said this yeah because i'm curious mm-hmm. i want to know more about it i want to understand the problem better mm-hmm. um but i can't do that if we can't talk about it, if we can't debate if i can't poke holes in your theories and challenge your assumptions so that you are forced to know what you're talking about mm-hmm. so that i can understand mm-hmm without any of that like what's so yeah you're right there's no free speech anymore because people people are they're they're homeostatic they just they find that that groove in their life and that's fine for a lot of people um but don't take away my right to polite discourse just because certain words hurt you sure like we don't have to listen to them yeah, I don't know like is is that so it's that's the thing about a podcast it's not harmful (laughs) it's not harmful I maybe i'm wrong like correct me if i'm wrong but like i don't think it's harmful speech like no one is getting hurt from this or at least i hope not so Um, i want to say two things yeah number one if you don't like the podcast you're listening to because of what they said guess what don't listen to the podcast yeah no one strapped you into a chair and put headphones on you and made you listen to it yeah um Number two. Including ours. Uh, I mean, we do want you to listen, obviously, but like, yeah, no I one's making strap, you. <laughs> yeah, I would I would pay a lot of people to make you listen to this. <laughs> yes. That's how good it is. That's how important this, this stuff is. You need to hear this. The hard-hitting um, topics of Home Alone, guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should actually, like, next Christmas season, we should do a couple episodes on the awesomeness or bullshitness of Christmas movies. But Okay. There's um, so much to talk. So, 
one of the things I've seen mm-hmm. about the dangers, quote unquote, people can't see me. I'm doing the air quotes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, of people saying words don't cause violence. One of because words don't. I can't say go kill that person and, and I'm inciting violence. I can say whatever I want, mm-hmm. and people can do whatever they want. Um, but what I think, and this is anecdotal it's not anything empirical or or anything super reliable but it's just kind of the thought that i've been left with is uh when you allow people to communicate a message that could be uh disparaging or controversial or divisive uh it creates it creates an environment where those ideologies are allowed to grow Mm. where those thoughts are allowed to flourish and people are allowed to have a conversation and kind of, you know, you follow this all the way through and then people are doing bad things because they've been in an environment where they are able to share thoughts that could lead to doing mm. bad things. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and I mean, I think that's plausible. I don't know the details and I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I would think that even if it was 100% proven true Mm -hmm. that it's still stupid um because at the end of the day Mm -hmm. people need to be accountable for their their actions their decisions but we've i feel like we've lost that um yeah you can't i can't say that because no one's held accountable for anything but yeah. if you can't even talk about stuff. It's interesting because as this culture of like, let's sue somebody to make someone responsible for this issue, we've also grown in this mentality of it wasn't me. Hmm. And maybe that's part of it. Because like if you are found to be the cause of something, it could be a much greater, worse problem um because maybe a lot of people will be after you for it but then at the same time there's a lot of these quote-unquote safe spaces where people can open up and talk about things and um is that what they are uh, i because i literally thought it was a place where you could go and be exposed to nothing oh like, uh, like a quiet room <laughs> Um, so you could just like gather your thoughts or whatever and then, then I'm sure that back. exists also but like say you go to uh, a parent group or something like that you know a lot of those places are deemed safe space so you can talk uh, about anything anything and everything yeah. you need to even if it might be shameful without in that judgment, sort of, without yeah. judgment yeah and I feel like we need to create more of those spaces for conversation and i know that we've talked about this before um conversation is a huge piece conversation is a back and forth it's not just like hey i'm gonna share with you my one side of this whole topic and tell you that this is the truth because like you were saying that's i think where people fall into these um negative if thought loops where it's like they just could get on a path of destruction you know if if they were to follow a certain thought or oops my mic. <laughs> yeah. um if you were to follow a certain like school of thought or or just one ideology all the way through um 
I feel like we've seen that in history. Like if people get like really focused on just like one thought specifically, it usually leads down a, I don't want to say usually, that's not accurate, but it can lead down a negative path. But if you allow conversation to happen, then there's a lot of understanding and uh, good, I think, that can come from that because suddenly you're, you have a reflection of the other person's perspective. We've all grown up in different households with different families and different ideologies yeah. and different experiences. The amount, Absolutely. like, you could not have, like, I look at people who I've grown up with who are twins, for example, like literally the same genetics and they've, their outcome of life is different than their sibling simply because of experience in life, even if that experience was a lot of the same shit. Yeah. Like, uh, there were twins who babysat me growing up who, you know, did a lot of the same stuff together, um, but just through the course of life have obviously had different experiences along the way as well. And they have different lives now. Like, it's, it's, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm expressing this the way that I think of it in my head, but, like, yeah. we all have had our own experiences and things that have affected us and things that continue to um, lead the way that we live. Mm -hmm. and to say that there's one right or wrong way of doing that is to me super close-minded um and allowing people to have conversations even if they're uncomfortable i think is important we can't just i don't know we can't just stop having conversation because people are upset about it that's yeah, like, we don't talk about this thing because it makes everyone uncomfortable. Yeah, they've proven I mean, in life, yeah. like, exposure therapy is what makes you not better, but, like, it, capable it, 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 of processing and apt to function, period. It, uh, it desensitizes you. Yeah, and, and that's, to me, in a lot well, of ways, so a positive it, yeah. thing. Yeah, because you... you you want a better idea of the world that you live in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You want a better understanding. And I agree with what you're saying. Like, <clears throat> one right way of living uh, is not the right way of living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People appreciate things differently. People value things differently mm -hmm. um, as a result of their experiences and their, and their development. Yeah. So to say this is the way is... It can be erroneous, and, and, it, and it boxes a lot of people out. So to not be able yeah. to share those thoughts invite people into your way of living or have a conversation to understand theirs better mm -hmm. yeah that's all you need to do is understand someone a little bit and then i mean i i go to a lot of, of events uh, events sounds like a big thing like mm -hmm. work functions is probably better mm -hmm. uh where i have to sit with people i do not know never met uh we've got almost nothing in common except we wear a uniform mm -hmm. um and uh you know, often anywhere from like, you know, five to 45 years difference in age. Just, yeah. yeah. I've, I've sat with some people that are close to my age and I sat with some people who are nearly done with theirs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
and and the only thing that I do to, to make the, the evenings go by is I find our common ground just by asking questions and carrying on play conversation and then I dig as deep as I can in that hole mm-hmm. <laughs> until I, until I don't have to talk to that person anymore. Most Exhausted of the time I ended up, the, the conversation. Yeah. 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 And, and most of the time it works out phenomenally. We have great conversation. I've gotten to know someone. Yeah. So not just a name and a, and a face. Like uh, I get to appreciate them a bit better and, uh, they've, I usually almost take, I almost always take something away from it. That's that I've been able to apply at work or in life. And, mm-hmm. and I've, it's helped make me a better person. I think um, that's like the, the idea behind connecting with others though. Is it not like, yeah, why, it's a, why? It's a mutual, it's a mutually beneficial arrangement. Yeah. Like it, it, in the past it would have been, so you could band up and have numbers and go, spear a woolly mammoth or some shit like that <laughs> right and, yeah and, and, and it was mutual protection and and you know many hands make light work kind of thing and mm-hmm. now it's we've been bred to live in a tribal society yeah and especially with the pandemic like everyone's tribes are falling apart because the best you can do is the facetime calls half the time and anyway yeah having conversation yeah. sharing ideas challenging each other in a, a respectful way is the only means for growth hmm. it's the only way you can expose yourself to things that you either can't be bothered to figure out on your own or, or are interested in and yeah but then you have some exposure to it right it's a yeah it's better than nothing like we can't all have the answers ourselves like what what would be the point of life if we did you know yeah i mean my dad wouldn't agree with you but i think <laughs> i think everyone else would everybody else but him yeah mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. Got, he's got all the answers we'll have to have him on we we should yeah yeah oops <laughs> that that was an official invitation so yeah i'm sure he'll bring that up next time yeah. we see him. <laughs> um yeah so so interesting that uh you know somebody who advocates for freedom of speech and and honestly wants uh real conversation to happen is being you know uh gaslit is that what it's called i don't know not gaslit but essentially i feel like there's a movement to cancel him now and there's gonna be it's it's very divisive and it doesn't need to be it seems so ridiculous like if you stand up for somebody that is your friend or whatever and other people don't like them it's like you're the bad guy now too you're in you're on that team and we're on this team and you're you're wrong and we're right and it's just so silly like it just everything's about picking sides now yeah you gotta pick a side you can't be oh what side are you on oh we're not gonna be friends if you're not on this side like yeah oh my god guys like it's not so friggin high school volleyball game like (laughs) jeez It's so exhausting to know what the the right thing is anymore. Well, and there's that too. That's a whole other thing. Um, I'd like to bring something up that's a much lighter note and completely unrelated whatsoever. Let's do it. Um, maybe someday we'll be lucky enough to have them as a sponsor, but they're not currently, unfortunately. Um, but for Christmas, Jordan and I decided we weren't buying each other gifts because we bought a house and all of the fixings for it this year uh and so uh small small price tag yeah just 
Not like the biggest purchase we've ever made for each other. No big deal. Um, And we decided just like stocking stuffers. But I think both of us kind of went overboard on the stocking stuffers. Um, (laughs) I bought him like 40 pairs of socks because he goes through them a lot. So yeah he needs them and uh and then me undies i hadn't i used to have a subscription for him so for like almost two years he got a new pair every month um but then i went on mat leave and i never like formally went back to work so i i was like well i'm gonna cancel this for the time being and well he needed new underwear you see and (laughs) so i bought him a pack of, of new underwear and as I'm browsing the options that MeUndies now offers, it has changed quite a lot. Have you been on their website recently? I I don't think I have. Okay. Like so, I I'm aware that they've got, uh, like their women's selection is increased to include bras and stuff like that, but yeah. they do socks yeah. and loungewear. Yeah, and jock straps. Whoa. Yeah, dude. I'm like. I mean. What? Mandy's. Who's who's demanding this? Yeah. Who who needs modal cotton jock straps? (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'm not referring to it properly, but uh, I think that's what they called it on the website. So I'm hoping that I did. But yeah, they have they have so many options. I was like almost overwhelmed at the thought of it. Um, So they have boxer brief with fly. Okay boxer brief they have long boxer brief with fly those are the ones you got jordan right correct how do i know exactly what kind of (laughs) my man (laughs) uh they have trunks boxers briefs jock straps thongs long undies wait are these men thongs this is the men's section jeepers yeah Robes, onesies. Like, oh, man. they've really gone all out with the options. I mean, the jock straps are really cute, I must say, but cute? I think you have to have the right physique to sport <laughs> something like that. Do you not? <laughs> like, what? Okay, I gotta, I gotta check this out. Oh my god. No, it's. Fun. Oh my god. That's not cute. That's fucking disgusting. Why is that disgusting? You, you realize these are, these are assless. Yeah, they're like chaps or whatever. So why are you calling them cute? Because the patterns. I'm talking about the patterns. Uh, Sorry. I'm definitely just picturing this dude with the most luscious treasure trove <laughs> coming out of this fucking <laughs> strap. Well. Yeah, that's not cute. And I like. Guess different strokes, eh? Pun intended. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes. Well, it's my own fault for bringing us down this path, but uh, they also have I swim. I can't believe they're making thongs. Should I get a thong? They have swim. They have a yeah, swim section. that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, that's not a question for me to answer. Please discuss this with your wife. Thank you very much. You know what is... It's it's bullshit. Oh, my gosh. So Sorry, I'm so proud of me, Andes. They have normal-sized... They have some, like, model models, but they also have some normal-sized models in the swim section, and I think that's really lovely. Okay, so if I go to thongs for women... Okay. Sorry, I'm... Oh, my God, I I apologize. I should not be yawning. I get in at least 75% cheeks. 
if you scroll through the pictures. What are we like comparing like what, here? What, when you pull up, oh, that's almost full ass right there on the girl. Okay. But if I go to the men's section oh, and I go to thongs, okay. I don't get a full appreciation of what that my ass could look like in a thong. Oh. Because they barely, it's like just side cheeks. It's. I see. It's, yeah, it's a, we're getting robbed here. You're not really seeing the full thing. This is, well. it feels like gender okay. discrimination. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to write me on these and be like, I need to see you. Okay, okay, all, okay. All that so do, do this for me. <laughs> Click on men, thong, select whatever pair you would like. Okay. Yeah. And then scroll through those pictures because I think you're going to get what you're looking for. No, because that's a half an ass. No, I'm seeing two cheeks in this picture. Which which pair did you select? I a pouch. I'm in pouch front, front thong, thong black. The first one. Yeah, scroll through the pictures. Yeah, picture number two. Okay, picture Pause. number one is. Picture number three, side cheeks. You get a little bit. I see it's two like, cheeks. But like it's like a it's like a an eclipse. <laughs> it's an eclipse. The back cheek is being blocked out by the front cheek. You can only kind of see the the penumbra. Keep scrolling. Cheek. Okay. That's a half an ass. And then he's That's posing, it. and then I feel like you get the full full understanding of what this underwear will look like. Uh, I don't know, because like in the girls, I can see exactly what the back looks like from the top of the underwear. In the guys, I don't really get the that that sense of what it could look like betwixt my cheeks. So, okay, speaking of uh, gender discrimination, I was listening <laughs> this to... This is a rough transition. <laughs> no. Um, it, it's sort of along these lines that made me think of it. I, um, I see what you're saying because this girl is turned slightly more, so you're seeing, you're seeing about, I would say, an inch more of her butt cheek on, on like. the other side. Okay, so um, apparently in the various states across the U.S., the rules for female nudity vary greatly, and it's okay. like based on old laws, essentially. I was listening to a podcast uh, that featured Dita Von Teese as the guest, and if you're not Is familiar... Is she the uh, tattooer? Uh, no, you're thinking tattooer. of uh, Kat Von D., uh, Dita Von Teese is a burlesque dancer, probably like the only, like the greatest one of our time. Um, she kind of followed in the footsteps of Betty Page, who was the greatest of her time back in, I want to say the 60s, 50s, 60s. And uh, Betty Page didn't know she was famous until they found her like in the 90s. And they're like, oh yeah, you're a cult icon, by the way. She had no idea. Huh. Um, but Dita Von Teese is fully aware of her, uh, her fame and, and all of this. And she's been around since the nineties. So that gives you some indication of her age. Um, and she's still flawless. I mean, oh my gosh. But yeah, she was talking about how to put on her burlesque show, she would have to familiarize herself with all of the laws in the different places that she was performing. And right. she was trying to get on... A, a date in in Tennessee and it might have been Nashville specific but it was Tennessee uh, the state and she had called this theater and she was asking about the rules and whatever and they said you know you can't wear something that will show like the line under your butt 
So like what? Oh, yeah, like your the, ass yeah, the reason that we use the peach emoji to d- describe a butt because there's like that the two lines at the bottom, and yeah, so the butt crease you can't use, you can't show that. So she was like, okay, well, like what if I wore uh, this and just like throwing different ideas out there, like like um, opaque tights with uh, like a boy short over top or something like that. And they said, no, you can't do that. They said, you know, uh, what would work best would probably be something like a biker short because then it's like compression and whatever. And she's like, I can't really. Yeah. And she's like, I I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to like bedazzle a bike short and make it look vintage. And it's not. And because that's her whole thing. She's like her whole look and aesthetic is is vintage. And um I mean, 90s is now considered vintage, so what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> but, like, specifically pinup era vintage. Yeah. Um, and, anyways, so she was trying to figure all this out, and then she has male uh, performers as part of her show and, like, backup dancers and whatnot, and so she was like, okay, so what are they allowed to wear or not? And they said, oh, there's no rules for the men. And she <laughs> was like... Hairy ass cheeks everywhere. Are you kidding me? Like, they can literally do whatever they want. They said, yeah, there's no laws, like, prohibiting men from, from doing anything. And she was like... <sighs> should, we, should we update these, maybe? Uh, yeah, like, let's revise. Because um, she said the people that attend her shows the most now um, are women. Who are just, like fans of hers basically want to go see her she said you know for a long time it was men uh but like it seems and the host of the podcast was saying this too like you literally have access to whatever the fuck you want to look at online why would you go pay to see a girl take off almost everything like it's not a strip show it's it's a burlesque performance right so it's like uh, well, it'd be the same reason. It's like a concert, if you will. Yeah, I was going to say, like, people go to the ballet, the opera. Yeah. Yeah, same s- thing. similar to that. So I'm sure some diva somewhere is disagreeing with you. <laughs> I, uh, it just, enjoy like, the art they enjoy. it shocked me that, like, there's no rules for men, but there are for women. I mean, it's not shocking because, but it's shocking to hear in this day and age that that's still a thing, you know? The damn patriarch. Oh, the patriarch. Fucking patriarch. The patriarch. She should be able to show her ass cheek crease if she wants to. And she does very much so uh, in London because she can. She was saying that she like sells out for, she puts out four dates. She'll sell them all out. And uh, there's no question as to, you know, what she's going to wear, whatever. She's like, it's fine. I'll just keep doing those things. Um, and when the laws change for you know those those troublesome areas then she'll revisit yeah. but hopefully before she isn't interested in performing anymore yeah. for those people because i'm and, and actually the um the podcast host uh has like an assistant who helps with uh like switching and stuff like that and uh, he was saying that he's from Tennessee, and that was exactly the problem he experienced, is he went to another state to go see her perform um, because he couldn't in his home state. 
because of the yeah. laws. So, anyways, he's like, people find a way around it. They'll just go see you somewhere else, and that's exactly what happens. Sweet. Yeah. Glad it worked out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm still on the Meandies page in the background here. There's a Harry <laughs> Potter print. There's a Harry Potter print, folks. Is it? Is it the Elder Wand? <laughs> L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O. Uh, I'm going to go look at it in the long brief with fly because I feel like you get the most of the pattern in that. <laughs> most of the pattern. Okay. Doing some investigative research over here. Oh, there's one with narwhals. Oh, it doesn't seem like they have Harry Potter... And the long brief. What is this? MeUndies, what the heckin' Bob? You can... Yeah, also MeUndies, you should sponsor us. And I will <laughs> let you. As part of the sponsorship <laughs> deal, I will be your thong model. Oh, Lord. Just so people can see what a regular guy's ass looks like in a thong. I don't know. These models are pretty, uh, pretty fit, gotta say. Yeah, I'm not stuff. seeing the Harry Potter print on. Okay, maybe it's in the women's. Oh, maybe that's the thing. Okay, boy short. Sorry, I'm going to get to the bottom of this for everyone's benefit. I must. LAX. Oh, there's like a travel print. Um, no. I guess it's just the thong that you can get Harry Potter in. That seems like a shame. Maybe it's because they only have so much fabric and, like, the thong doesn't use as much fabric. Is that why? Yeah. I don't know. Because I figure they still got to have the, the that chunk of fabric made, right? It doesn't really matter what you're turning it into. Yes. Huh. Oh, there's a bra that goes with it. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's exciting. Anyways, uh... <laughs> I feel like on that lovely note, <laughs> go yeah. shop me undies because they're wonderful and uh, you will not go back to other types of underwear. They also have uh, for the for the ladies that listen to this podcast, because um, I know there are ladies who listen to this. We had a confirmation of that this week. <laughs> <laughs> they have they call it the feel free thong. So it's like the seamless ones. Right. And they've got a couple different, like, uh, seamless type things. So, highly recommend, folks. Yeah. That's my PSA for the day, <laughs> I guess. On that lovely note. Yes. Go shopping. I will see you next time. <laughs> see you next time.